This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Friday, February 16th, 2024, I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Victoria Wilburn. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, FBI informant charged with lying about Joe and Hunter Biden's ties to Ukrainian energy company. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Nate Courtney will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a mostly cloudy 45 degrees. And now on to our top story. A judge has declared a mistrial in the murder trial of a former Ohio sheriff's deputy because the jury was unable to reach a verdict. Jason Mead was charged in the December 2020 fatal shooting of Casey Goodson Jr. in Columbus. Judge David Young had already declared a mistrial this morning, but retracted it minutes later and commended the jurors for their hard work. He declared a final mistrial about two hours later. Meade testified that Goodson waved a gun at him from his vehicle, but no one else told jurors that they saw Goodson holding a gun. Prosecutors have said Goodson was holding a sandwich bag in one hand and his keys in the other when he was killed. Meade is white and Goodson was black. World leaders and Russian opposition activities wasted no time in blaming the reported death of Alexei Navalny on President Vlad- Vladimir Putin and his government. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said, quote, it is obvious that he was killed by Putin. End quote. The outpouring of sympathy for Navalny's family and outrage at the Kremlin came from all over the world. Former world chess champion turned opposition activist Gary Gasparov said, quote, Putin tried and failed to murder Navalny quickly and secretly with poison. And now he has murdered him slowly and publicly in prison. End quote. Navalny's associates stressed that they don't yet have independent confirmation of his death, which came in a report from Russia's prison officials. Major technology companies signed a pact today to voluntarily adopt, quote, reasonable precautions, unquote, to prevent artificial intelligence tools from disrupting democratic elections worldwide. Tech executives from Adobe, Amazon, Google, IBM, Meta, Microsoft, OpenAI, and TikTok gathered at the Munich Security Conference to announce a new voluntary framework for how they will respond to AI-generated deepfakes that deliberately trick voters. Twelve other companies, including Elon Musk's X, are also signing on. The accord is largely symbolic, but targets increasingly realistic AI-generated images, audio, and video that make candidates say something they didn't or mislead about how to vote. Tech watchdogs said the accord was a positive step, but more action needs to be taken. Egypt is building a wall and is leveling land near its border with the Gaza Strip ahead of a planned Israeli offensive targeting the border city of Rafah. That's according to satellite images from Maxar Technologies, analyzed today by the Associated Press. Egypt, which has not publicly acknowledged the construction, repeatedly has warned Israel not to forcibly expel the over one million displaced Palestinians now in Rafah and into its territory while Israeli troops battle Hamas. Israel's 
defense minister said today that his country has, quote, no intention, end quote, of pushing Palestinian civilians into Egypt, a scenario that could threaten a 1979 peace deal between Egypt and Israel. An FBI informant has been charged with lying to authorities about a multi-million dollar bribery scheme between President Joe Biden, his son Hunter, and a Ukrainian energy company. The claim is central to a Republican impeachment inquiry to Congress. Prosecutors say Alexander Smirnov falsely told FBI agents in June 2020 that executives associated with the Ukrainian energy company Burisma paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each in 2015 or 2016. The allegations became a flashpoint in Congress over the summer as Republicans demanded the FBI release the unredacted form documenting the allegations as they pursued investigations of President Biden and his family. An attorney for Smirnov declined to comment on the allegations. Coming up, U.S. states are considering tougher penalties for killing police dogs. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. A recent study found that the average American spends 8.5 hours in front of television, cell phone, and computer screens a day. Let's say that the average American lives to be 75 years old. That would mean that the average American spends 26 and a half years in front of screens. That's over a third of someone's life. Imagine a world where you spent the first third of your life in front of a screen. Imagine your only source of satisfaction coming from the sense of closure you get from watching the resolution of some petty, fictional 30-minute argument time and time again. Imagine the stale laugh track from some inane sitcom mockingly recorded from a disembodied studio audience. But then imagine going outside for the first time in 26 terrible years of isolation and feeling actual sunlight on your face. Do yourself a favor. Go outside. Enjoy your life. This has been a special reminder from WMUL 88.1, The Cutting Edge. Literally. Welcome back to News Center 88. Vote the best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler. I'm Victoria Wilburn. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says he is not running for president. Manchin announced his decision in a speech today at West Virginia University, saying he didn't want to be a, quote, spoiler, end quote. The centrist Democrat who often bucked his party's leadership had been considering a run for the presidency and had said he thought it would be clear by March if there was a path for a third party candidate this year. Manchin is not running for re election in 2024. His Senate seat in a heavily Republican state is expected to be a prime pickup opportunity for the GOP. Mardi Gras is a holiday deeply rooted in Cajun culture, but the vibrant tradition is not exclusive to New Orleans. Waylon Smith has more. As jazz music played, students gathered in the basement of the Memorial Student Center to celebrate Mardi Gras. The director of campus activities, Corey Cunningham, spoke to the importance of the holiday. Mardi Gras is a chance for not only students to be themselves, but Mardi Gras is a chance of celebration, a chance to be around people that love to eat good food, like we had good food here, and just a chance for like, some people just to be colorful, be bright, and uh, have fun with it. The Campus Activities Board members kept the good food and celebration central to their planning when bringing Mardi Gras to Marshall, making sure to let students try one of the most popular Mardi Gras dishes, gumbo. 
So it's really something that started from a long time ago where you had your scraps, you just mix it up together, see what you can make to make a soup, make something heavy that can stick to the soul. One campus activities board member strives to leave an impact on students when planning events like the Marshall Mardi Gras celebration. I love planning events. It's so fun. It's fun to see people show up and have a good time at an event that you planned. I love helping out the student body. But for Cunningham, this event is more than just a good time. It's about bringing his culture to his new home. A different way to bring kind of almost home here in a way. You know, you don't have to be in Louisiana or Alabama to get the Mardi Gras experience. Thanks to the Campus Activities Board, Marshall students were able to get a taste of the beloved celebration that is Mardi Gras. For New Center 88, I'm Waylon Smith. Thanks, Waylon. For more student-led events on campus, you can follow the Marshall University Campus Activities Board on Instagram at MarshallUCAB. West Virginia's Republican-led House of Delegates has overwhelmingly passed legislation to narrow the definitions of gender. Democrats say the bill is meant to suppress gen transgender people. The legislation was approved Wednesday. It now goes to the GOP-dominated Senate. The legislation says equal does not mean same or identical with respect to equality of the sexes. It would define that a person's sex is determined at birth and that gender Equity terms may not be substituted. Critics say the bill would be tra would ban transgender people from using government building restrooms that align with their gender identity. Democratic delegate Mike Puskin calls the bill transphobic and quote political rubbish end quote. Lawmakers in at least six states are considering longer prison sentences or bigger fines for harming or killing police dogs, despite questions about how the animals are used and a fraught history. The Kansas House on Wednesday approved a bill that would allow a five-year prison sentence for a first-time offender who killed a police dog up from one year. The Colorado House on Monday passed a bill to require killers of police dogs to pay restitution to their agencies. Lawmakers in Missouri, South Carolina, Hawaii, and West Virginia also were considering measures. Some black lawmakers have protested, saying dogs have been turned on marginalized communities. Coming up next, Biden stops in Pennsylvania. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism in Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome back to News Center 88. Vote Best Radio News reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Victoria Wilburn. Every Marshall student has different ways of handling stress and staying awake throughout the week. As Jada Mills reports, that is why the Starbucks on campus is always extremely busy. College students across the campus wrestle with juggling a social life in classes without a midday pick-me-up. Thankfully, the University Starbucks has just what they need, providing coffee, pastries, and customizable drinks. 
Coffee for me is a must. I go to the campus Starbucks a lot because it's just quick, easy. I can get to it from going class to class. I definitely need my cup of coffee every day, and I've especially started drinking it since beginning college. Without my daily dose, I would be extremely exhausted and unable to make my deadlines. A college student's love for caffeine only gets stronger with the convenience of two coffee shops right on campus and various others near campus. A Starbucks employee knows exactly why it is such a popular stop for college students. As a campus barista, I see tons of students every day, early in the morning or at lunchtime to get their coffee pick-me-up to get them through the day because, you know, college students can't get through the day without their coffee. Having coffee shops on campus makes it a lot easier for on-campus students and commuters to get their daily dose of caffeine. Students can also mobile order through the app for convenience when in a hurry. For News Center 88, I'm Jada Mills. Thanks, Jada. The campus Starbucks continues to be a hit among students and staff. A New York judge has ordered Donald Trump and his companies to pay $355 million. The judge found they engaged in a years-long scheme to dupe banks and others with financial statements that inflated his wealth. Trump won't have to pay out the money immediately as an appeals process plays out, but the verdict still is a stunning setback for the former president. He also was barred from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation for three years or from getting a loan from banks registered in the state. Trump lawyer Alina Haba calls the verdict, quote, manifest injustice, end quote. Trump Organization Executive Vice Presidents Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump each were ordered to pay $4 million. Authorities say two juveniles have been charged with crimes connected to the mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally. A news release from the Jackson County Family Court today said the juveniles are being detained in the county juvenile detention center on gun-related and resisting arrest charges. The release said additional charges are expected as the investigation continues. No further information was released. A mother of two was killed and 22 people were injured by gunfire Wednesday afternoon. When shots erupted amid the throng of fans gathered at a rally outside Union Station after a parade through the city. Stocks slipped to send Wall Street to a rare losing week, just its second in the last 16. The S&P 500 fell 0.5% today after a report on inflation at the wholesale level came in hotter than expected. The benchmark index set a record high a day earlier. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 0.4%, and the Nasdaq Composite fell 0.8%. The inflation report was the latest reminder that the battle against rising prices isn't over. Treasury yields rose after the data kept the door closed on hopes that the Federal Reserve could cut interest rates in March. President Joe Biden has stopped in Pennsylvania before he visits East Palestine, Ohio, more than a year after a deadly explosive fire there caused by a 2023 train derailment. The president's visit today to the Ohio Village, excuse me, Ohio Village of 5000 is at the invitation of East Palestine's mayor. The White House says Biden waited for the right moment to visit, but he has faced criticism that he has ignored the victims. Republicans have blasted Biden for not visiting sooner, and there are some enduring tensions in the community. Biden landed in Pittsburgh and visited with local officials and first responders in Darlington, Pennsylvania, before heading to Ohio. Coming up next, nerve agents, poison, and window falls. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns, right after this.
the worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back, everyone, to Lexington, Kentucky. It is still Survive in Advance time. Welcome back in to Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati, Ohio. The Marshall Thundering Herd lead the 24th-ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, back here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Victoria Wilburn. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has signed a bilateral security agreement with France. It comes hours after he officialized a similar deal with Germany today. It is a signal of long-term support as Kyiv works to shore up Western support nearly two years after Russia launched its full-scale war. Zelensky met in Berlin with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, who said Berlin is providing another $1.2 billion package of military aid. He then met with French President Emmanuel Macron, who said France is providing an additional package worth $3.2 billion. Ukraine signed last month its first such bilateral agreement with the UK. Macron said he would travel to Ukraine by mid-March. Alexei Navalny, who crusaded against official corruption and staged massive anti-Kremlin protest as President Vladimir Putin's fiercest foe, has died in the Arctic penal colony where he was serving a 19-year sentence. That's according to Russia's prison agency. He was 47. The stunning news comes less than a month before an election that will give Putin another six years in power. It brought renewed criticism of the Kremlin leader who has cracked down on all opposition at home. The Federal Penitentiary Service said in a statement that Devaldi felt unwell after a walk today and lost consciousness. An ambulance arrived, but paramedics failed to revive him. A shooting that wounded more than 20 people and killed one during the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade occurred in a state with few gun regulations and historic tension over how cities handle crime. Dozens of policymakers from Missouri and neighboring Kansas were caught in the chaos. Some have vowed to take action. Efforts to make it harder to own and possess firearms are unlikely to pass in the state's GOP-led legislature. A rare exception to Republicans' fierce resistance to gun regulations is an effort to crack down on celebratory gunfire, which has been an issue in Kansas City. Voters in two districts in England have delivered new blows to beleaguered Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Results today show they elected opposition party lawmakers in seats that Sunak's conservatives had held for years. Labor Party candidates won the House of Commons seats of Kingswood in southwest England and Wellingborough in the country's center. The Conservatives won both by large margins at the last national election in 2019. The hard-right Reform Party came third, putting more pressure on the Conservatives. Labor leader Keir Starmer said the results, quote, show people want change, end quote. The results will likely worsen fears among Conservatives that the party is heading for defeat when a national election is held in less than a year. Kremlin critics, turncoat spies, and investigative journalists have been attacked or killed in a variety of ways. The attacks range from the exotic, such as polonium-laced tea, to the more mundane, such as getting shot at close range. Assassination attempts against foes of President Vladimir Putin have become common during his nearly quarter century in power. Putin... And relatives of the victims and the few survivors have blamed Russian authorities, but the Kremlin has routinely denied any involvement. Russian authorities said Friday that Putin's key political challenger, Alexei Navalny, died in an Arctic 
Arctic prison colony. The details of what happened are murky, and his team says it has no confirmation of his death. And coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Nate Courtney will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communication careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 45 degrees. Tonight we will dip down into the lower 20s, and tomorrow we will see highs around 35 with lows near 25. As we look towards this week, as we look towards this weekend on sa- Sunday, we will see highs in the upper 40s and lows in the upper 20s. Today in weather history on this day in 1990, strong thunderstorms developing ahead of an Arctic cold front produced severe weather across the southeastern U.S. between mid-morning on the 15th and early evening on the 16th. Thunderstorms spawned 13 tornadoes, including one which prior to dawn on the 16th injured 11 persons near Cullerton, Georgia. There were 121 reports of a large hail or damaging winds. A late afternoon thunderstorm on the 15th produced baseball-sized hail at Jackson, Mississippi, and prior to dawn on the 16th, a thunderstorm produced high winds which injured four persons at Goodwater, Alabama. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 45 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, Samantha. Now, Nate Courtney joins us with the FM88 Sports Report. Thanks, Michaela. Now on to Marshall Athletics. Marshall men's basketball team fell on the road to Sunbelt co-leader Appalachian State 73-58 at Holmes Convocation Center on Thursday evening. With the loss, Marshall falls to 12-14 overall and 7-6 in Sunbelt Conference play. Kevon Voiles led Marshall with 19 points, while Jacob Connor and Cam Kerfman each netted 11. Connor also grabbed nine boards during the contest. Nate Martin finished just shy of another double-double, ending the game with 8 points and a team-high 12 rebounds. The game was a neck-and-neck with game with 11 minutes left after Ryan Nutter hit a three-pointer to cut the App State lead to 2 at 49-47. to However, missed opportunities plagued the herd down the stretch with missed shots as the Mountaineers pulled away late. The Thundering Herd led for a mere 43 seconds in the first half, but the two teams went to the locker room with the Herd having cut App State's lead to 31-29 after a strong finish to the first half. Martin found Kerfman to give Marshall a 22-21 lead early in the the first half before consecutive three-pointers from App State put the Mountaineers back in front. The Herd continues its road trip when the team travels down farther south to Conway, South Carolina to take on the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers at 2 p.m. on Saturday from the HTC Center. 
the Marshall Sw- University swimming and diving team had big performances on day two of the Sunbelt Swimming and Diving Championships. Esther LeBon won the 500-meter freestyle, and Grace Kelsheimer placed second in the 3-meter dive, along with qualifying for NCAA zones on Thursday. LeBon closed the 500-meter freestyle strong with a time of 4 minutes, 53.07 seconds, to earn the team's second first-place finish of the week to kick off finals. MU followed that up by earning 54 points in the 200-meter individual medley, led by a second-place finish from Molly Warner, a third-place finish from Paige Banton, and eighth-place finish from Audrey West. All three were top 10 performances in program history. The herd's highest scoring event came in the 50-meter freestyle, as it had four qualifiers in the A final of the Splash and Dash. Clava Katayama captured the bronze medal. Madeline Hart followed in fourth, with Parker Lynch taking fifth and Mia McBride finishing in eighth. Leah Mungskart also qualified for the finals in the event and posted a score of 264.7 points in the 3-meter dive. The final event of the session was the 200-meter freestyle relay with Katayama, Parker Lynch, McBride, and Gabriel Ivey competing for the herd. They finished the relay in 1 minute and 33 seconds flat, good for second place and the 10th fastest time in program history. Day 3 of the Sunbelt Championships are today and prelims began at 10 a.m. On Thursday, February 15th, the Marshall Thundering Herd women's basketball team continued its domination in conference play as it defeated the Appalachian State Mountaineers on the road. FM 88 Sports' Jonathan Edwards has the recap. On Thursday, February 15th, the Marshall Thundering Herd defeated the Appalachian State Mountaineers in women's basketball by a final score of 87-78. to The victory for Marshall helps the team maintain a two-game lead in the Sun Belt Conference standings, with Marshall boasting a 12-1 record in conference play and 18-6 overall. The game was back and forth for its entirety, with the two squads tied at 59 going into the fourth quarter. App State kept up with Marshall and went point for point with the Sunbelt powerhouse from Huntington until the fourth quarter when the guards came alive offensively. One of those guards is Abby Beeman, who led the way for the Thundering Herd in scoring, racking up 21 points, accompanied by nine rebounds, six assists, one block, and three steals. The second highest scorer for Marshall on Thursday was Meredith Mayer, who dropped 14 points coming off the bench. App State was eventually worn down by Marshall, which uses depth to sink the Mountaineers and sweep the season series. Marshall toted 34 points off the bench compared to just 7 for Appalachian State. Another area of domination for the Thundering Herd was the turnover battle. Appalachian State turned the ball over 26 times, leading to a whopping 29 points off turnovers in favor of Marshall. This stat is vastly superior to the defensive work of the Mountaineers, which only forced 11 Marshall turnovers, of which resulted in 13 points off turnovers. Alexis Black turned in a 24-point, two-rebound, two-assist performance for the Appalachian State Mountaineers, making Black the leading scorer for the team. Marshall only shot 38% from the field for the day, but 40% from three-point range. It was an 18-4 run late in the contest for Marshall to leave Boone, North Carolina with a victory. Appalachian State will aim to rebound from Thursday's loss by playing host to Georgia State this Saturday at 2 p.m. As for Marshall, it continues its late-season road trip by traveling to Norfolk, Virginia to take on the Old Dominion Monarchs. That game also tips off at 2 p.m. this Saturday. Marshall will aim to extend its lead in the Sunbelt Conference standings in that contest. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Nate. No, thanks, Jonathan. The Herd women's basketball team will continue its road trip as it will travel to Norfolk, Virginia to take on the Old Dominion Monarchs at 2 p.m. this Saturday.
That will conclude today's look into the world of sports. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Nate Courtney. And finally today on New Center 88. Thank you, Nate. A total solar eclipse is coming to North America on April 8th. The sun will pull another disappearing act across parts of Mexico, the United States, and Canada, turning day into night for as much as 4 minutes, 28 seconds. That's twice as long as the total solar eclipse that darkened U.S. skies in 2017. This eclipse will take a different and more populated route, entering over Mexico's Pacific coast, dashing up through Texas and Oklahoma, crisscrossing the Midwest, Mid-Atlantic, and New England before exiting over eastern Canada into the Atlantic. There won't be another U.S. eclipse spanning coast to coast until 2045. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in Monday at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Samantha Riddle, David Adkins, Victoria Wilburn, Waylon Smith, Jada Mills, Nate Courtney, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is, the artist must bow to the monster of his own imagination. Richard Wright.